Hello there and welcome back to the Suffolk Business Podcast. We are on another episode and we have changed things up today, Jacob. We have changed things up. If you're watching this on YouTube or Instagram, Facebook and all of those visual platforms, then you will notice that actually we don't have a big space in the middle today with a guest on the other side of the room. We've got a bit closer because I felt like there's a big empty space in the middle mm. and I'm, yeah. not really, I'm not really liking it at the moment. We're getting a bit more intimate with our guest. Yeah, and, and also we've got handheld mics, which <laughs> might hopefully first. make the audio a bit clearer. Um, and... It's a bit of kind of like a hello, hello kind of thing. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. We're, we're basically trying to uh, make things even better for you guys. Um, so we're trialling it and see how we get on. We are getting close to, and our guest today is Nick Gray, the Ipswich business coach. Hello, Nick. Thanks for coming on. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, oh, mate. Absolute pleasure. Nick, for um, our viewers, um, can you tell our viewers exactly what you do and how you do it? Well, I'm a business coach. What's a business coach? Well, um, I'd like to hear this. Yeah, well, somebody asked me this Monday, actually. Is it something to do with getting people in the right mindset to do their job better? If you think about coaches, you might think of a life coach. That's somebody who perhaps gets your heads in the right place. You might think about a business consultant, somebody who's got all the tools to fix your business and maximize things in your business. And then you might think about a, a sports coach who's got that accountability that gets people to do things. And a business coach is, is all three of those things. There's an element of mindset in everything we do in business for everybody. You've got to have the tools to be able to fix the business for the, to move the business forward. But fundamentally, it's accountability. People, have got, people know, my clients often know what they should be doing, but they're not doing what they know yeah. they should be doing. Yeah. So they, 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 essentially, they then kind of, obviously, you've got loads of things that you just mentioned there. But one big thing that you would kind of pin everything down to is that account, like accountability. Similar with like a personal trainer, right? Like when you go to a personal trainer, you you kind of know how to do the exercises. There's so many resources online to allow, to allow you to do those exercises, yeah. but you need somebody there just to kind of help you along. So is that your role then? Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. It's a... Uh Candor is a great word to use as a, as a coach. It's, it's being candid and telling people what they perhaps they don't always want to hear. Mm. You know, um, as we said, they know what they should be doing, but they're not doing it. And if they come to a coaching session and they haven't done what they said that they, that they should be doing, in one coaching session, they'll say, well, this is what I'm going to do this week. And next week, yeah. if they haven't done it, it's my job to, mm, to make to them, keep them on par. Absolutely, mm, yeah. yeah. And, mm. and, and hold the mirror up to them and say, you know, remind them what their goals are. You know, you said that you wanted to have this extra time off to spend with your family in the next year. What's more important? Is it seeing, doing those things over there or is it getting this goal done, which is going to lead you towards having that time off? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, okay, I'll get it. Yeah. So how do you go about doing that? Like, uh, do you have like resources in place? Do you have techniques in place to try and keep them on the path, um, or is it very much kind of like every single client is a bit different? Yeah, it's all it's all different. I mean, that's a, a, an interesting thing about coaching. I was thinking on the way over here about coaching and what, how I got into it and what the trainings needed. It's a lifelong training for, yeah. for being a coach, but essentially, it's asking great questions. It's asking questions about people and getting them to think. Again, people know the answers often, but they're not being asked the right questions, especially business owners. Business owners don't generally have anybody else on the same level to ask them or challenge them mm. or to even confide in. Yeah. Because we don't always want to share things at the end of the day with our partners. No. Uh, so it's having somebody there to, to challenge them. So yeah, asking great questions is, is a key thing. I'm yeah. really interested to know what um, a standard 
session would look like with you, you and your client. Talk us through like how that kind of hour, hour and a half would look. So I, I start off before that. Uh, the, the fundamental process for, for me as a coach is finding out what the business owner wants personally. And you might think, well, wh- why is that? It's a business, isn't it? But you've got to understand where you want to get to personally. When we start off in business, often we want to, I've got great dreams, I want to do this, I want to have that. But then gradually your business goals take over your personal goals and you just become the business. So we've got to find out what the business needs to do to help you achieve your personal goals. And I guess those personal goals are changing all the time as well. You, yeah. uh, imagine like when you first meet a client, their, their goal might be you know, to take the family away on holiday next year on a big holiday. But then once they've done that holiday, then it's on to the next thing, right? So it's about kind of just helping them along with that process. Yeah, absolutely right, Jake. And some people, we, we, I'll start with a, a five-year plan with a initial relationship with somebody what's the next five years look like Mm. but not everybody can do that because sometimes it's well well, I need to get keep the wall from the door right now I can only see the next next business is so changeable as well Mm. so you're right so once we've solved those initial problems then it's the bigger and better things of what you want but once we've got a clear roadmap of where people want to get to so what they want personally and what's the business need to do to get them there then we've got a, a five-year plan. Well, what's that look like in three years, two years, in one year? Mm. Okay, so we know what we need to do in the next 12 months. So we need to create an action plan then of what the next 90 day looks like. Yeah, yeah, reverse engineer it. That's it, reverse yeah. engineer it. And then you can, the 13 weeks in each, in each quarter or the 90 days is what are the activities you need to do to get you there. Yeah. Just simple yeah. stuff. And that's the that's the the basis of the the coaching session that you're talking about, keeping people on track for that, helping them, coaching them through those those challenges. And what are the uh, the common client issues and 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 challenges that they face that you have? To I imagine it must be quite you know when you have one client come in, is there a bit of a pattern as mm-hmm. to what these business owners' problems are and where they lie, or do you find it kind of differs from time to time? Yeah, you're quite right. Great question, Jack. It's, it's, it's three things, really. It's time, team, or money. So mm-hmm. either you want to get more time because you're working too many hours, you want to see more of your family, or you want to do the things that you want to do, or it's you want to pay yourself more money to have more security, or you need the business to earn more to, to pay people. Or it's getting people who work for you, your team, getting more from them, getting them to take ownership so you're mm-hmm. not constantly clearing up after you know management challenges and things like that so it's generally around the people around the money or the the time they're the three challenges let's talk a bit about your challenges over the years I mean you didn't just get mega busy from the off talk to us about your journey into being a business coach and and how that went for you it's quite interesting because I was thinking about this as well and nobody wants a business coach (laughs) <laughs> no one wants to admit that they need a business coach but I, I know people that see business coaches who are great businessmen mm. and and it's like it's just like a personal trainer going back to the fitness yeah. analogy it's just like a personal trainer seeing a personal trainer or a strength coach people think well, why are you doing that you're a personal trainer actually we need another ear yeah yeah I, I, in so business true. as well when you're so obviously the nature of owning your business and running your business is that you're so in it and it's very hard sometimes because when you do get busy to take a step back and actually evaluate where you are 
And sometimes, like we've said before, haven't we, where actually we really value just an external point of view. Somebody to say, actually, have you thought about doing it like that? Because we're so in it, we don't really kind of see that sometimes, do we? Yeah, so you're right. So I think it's really important to have that. And I, I think it's becoming a thing as well, having a mentor, having a business coach yeah. and being accountable to somebody to kind of help you reach your goals. Because like we said, it's been around in the fitness industry that we've just mentioned for years and years and years and years and in other industries too. So I think it's really important that people come to terms with actually, yes, you can have a business coach that can help you succeed um, as well. Sport's a great analogy. If you think about tennis, if you're playing tennis at the weekend, then you have a trainer. If you want to make money out of it, you have a coach. Mm -hmm. Andy Murray is going to be a great tennis player, whatever. His coach takes him from that level up to winning Wimbledon. So when I said that nobody wants a business coach, nobody wants to do the hard work no. to, to, to mm. get the results. Or, you know, they don't think I want a business coach. But what they do want is they want the results. They mm. want more time to, to spend with their loved ones. They want to have more money. They want to get rid of those headaches with the people. So it's the results that people are after. Yeah. Just like with a, you know, with a sports coach or a PT. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I have a coach, you know, I've, I've always got a coach. I've got a... I was going to say, where does it end? Yeah, <laughs> where it going? yeah. I mean, I, my, my coach is one of the, the greatest in the world, possibly. He's, uh, he's been with Action Coach for t- 14 years. He's really? in New Zealand. Um, a fantastic guy called Andrew Johnston. Um, he, he does, you know, he's a fantastic coach. So yeah, coaches have coaches as well. Yeah. Coaches have coaches. You've got to be congruent. Coaches. Yeah, you've got to be congruent. You can't, yeah. You've got to do what you say. Yeah. As well. well, I always... Um, kind of liken it to almost an insurance plan as well because if you've got a coach there who has been there done it faced the issues that you potentially could face eventually but found like found, like found a way to kind of overcome them then it is like an insurance plan because you are paying for somebody to be there by your side who have experienced things that you're about to experience but knows exactly what path to take if there's a fork in the road they know where to go um so in that sense as well has there been um anyone that kind of you you've felt like actually yes, they're facing something similar to what I face and then was that able to help you overcome it for them? Yeah, it's a great question, Jake, because I think there's two points to, to this. I, mean, I spend a lot of time learning and training, conferences, team meetings, webinars, videos, books, mm. always developing myself to get better at what I do. So there's that, you're learning from those sources, but also there's your own experiences, not just from my experience in the corporate world, but from my four, last four or five years working as a business owner as well it's you know it's one thing learning how to be a a great coach but you've got to be an expert at sales and marketing as well you've got to be able to get people to to listen to you and there's that the the one key thing with every business business owner is mindset you know it can be a lonely world you've got to overcome Mm. that and you've got to have strength inside to to do that you know, the other fundamental things, things like time management yeah. and, uh, you know, being organized and systemizing your business. All things that I've faced and my, my, my customers, my clients face. Mm. Systemizing business is a big one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, we've found there's so many different um, ways that we look to systemize. And like, we we're speaking to somebody the other day and we we're saying, you know, everything that we do and that takes us possibly a long time we always try and seek ways to minimize that time mm. and bring that time down if we can bring that five minutes to four minutes 30 seconds yeah that's the thing and, keeping and the quality will do it yeah that's it. well it's th- it's 30 seconds you've saved every week mm. ongoing exactly. you add that up for a year and then suddenly it's a lot of time mm. that you could be utilizing elsewhere 
Um, but when you talk about systemizing and time management, are there any kind of little nuggets that you have that um, you could kind of recommend to the listeners? Um, something as simple as, you know, getting up, having a morning routine every single morning, or is there anything else which is a bit more in depth? Yeah, well, I, th- I think the, a key one, a great book, if you want to talk about time management, is Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. 21 real tangible things that you can do to be better at time management. The thing about time management is time will happen, whatever. You can't manage time, you no. can manage yourself. The key principle from that is eat the frog. And um, a great writer once wrote that if you start the day off by eating a frog, you're pretty sure that that's the worst thing you're going to do all day. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and so the theory is is that you just get rid of the biggest task first. And that thing that you don't want to do, mm. that's probably going to have the biggest impact on your time. Because if you think about the 80-20 principle, which is the 20% of what you do yeah. gets 80% of the results... That's the job, probably the frog, the thing you yeah. dislike the most. Do that before 10 a.m. Not only will you've got most of your work done by doing that, but you'll feel so much better. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing feeling when you've done that. And you, ah, it's, it's like it, working out in the morning, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, the the one thing on my mind all day is I, I like to kind of try and be as active as possible throughout the day. But it's the one thing you least want to do when you wake up in the morning, isn't it? Like work out um, yeah. and. I find the mornings where I do and get myself out of bed and do it, the rest of the day is just a breeze mm. because I'm like, this is, this is going to play in my mind all day if I didn't do it this morning. That's the thing. And it's that, a difference. Yeah. I think it's the difference between walking in treacle and, and, and walking in air. Yeah. But once you've done your frog, it's just because otherwise, like you just said, it's mm. playing on your mind all day. Yeah. What's your frog? What's the one thing you don't like doing? My frog is picking up the phone and speaking to new business owners. Yeah, well, I can see you get the Yeah, thanks, bye. <laughs> yeah. It's that outreach, isn't it? That's, yeah. That is a hard part of sales. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's getting used to rejection and loving it. That's it, yeah. That yeah. is the key. key yeah, uh, go for no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. When you know that 10 no's equals a yes, then you might, that's one down. Happy yeah. to take the no's. Mm. Yeah, yeah no, that's so true. And time management, I mean, part of the reason we love doing this is hearing nuggets like that. Like we obviously heard what Scott said about his five tasks mm. each day, um, and and hearing things like that makes us better as well as yeah. well as the listeners. So thanks for that. One. Yeah, yeah coming back to your um, <laughs> into your outreach, how do you go about reaching new clients? What is kind of your method in doing that? Script, different thing. Oh, scripting. I, I, I you know, I fundamentally believe in in mm. scripting. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. F- you talked about systemization. When you've got a, a system that works, you've got to keep it consistent. Yeah. And so when you've got a sales team, find who does it the best and, and script it so that they all, all share Well, this as well, like we're never at 100% energy level, are we? There's always going to be mornings that we get to work, um, we get to the office and actually we're at 70%, 60%. But if you've got a script there, that notches you up to a consistent level every single day. Yeah. Because what are you going to, you're going to risk it, aren't you, if you pick up the phone? And you're like, uh, yeah, hello, hello. And you're, and suddenly you're going from one day where you're getting no sales and to another day where you're getting loads. Whereas if you can keep it consistent with a script, I think it's a really and good. And tone idea. of voice. Yeah. And training. Tone of voice. Yeah. <laughs> tone of voice is good. Thank you very much. <laughs> the, uh, the training is key for, for sales as well. Yeah. Making sure that if you have got sales people working for you or if you aren't sales, then you train consistently. They practice mm. handling objections, practice the script. Yeah. But you go back to your question where you're saying, what's what's my lead source or how do I find new business yep uh, co- uh, calling people I don't do cold calling but what I do do is um, what I call PMP nice. which is uh, where you phone the business to confirm 
the person that you're going to send something to. Yeah. Send them something interesting in the post, sort of value, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then phone them up to see how it's gone. Good. Um, and so it's a bit warmer that way. Yeah. Also use social media, um, LinkedIn. Networking is another good one. Yeah. Um, I think I find a lot of my leads come from networking because they've spoken to me. You know, and they, and they know me. And once I've built those relationships, then there's that trust. There. Yeah, because there's you know there's, there's, you've got to build the trust, haven't you? That's within me. Yeah, yeah. And actually, you're going to get a much more qualified lead by networking and introducing yourself, giving value on the front end, as opposed to kind of going in with one agenda. And then, um, and then, because I think you get found out really easily, don't you, if you do that? But what's interesting for you is that you, yes, there is that time commitment when you go to networking events and things like that. But also, there's a time commitment that is spent cold calling. So mm. if you can switch it and you can know, again, coming back to 8020 and you know where the the biggest results are, then you've got to go ham in on that avenue, really. I, I think so. w- we've talked a lot about ecosystems lately and and actually taking a client from a free product through to their um, their client product. So taking them through the, the prospect product, the, cl- uh, the core product, and then into actually something by this point, they have so much trust in you because they know all of the rest of the products they've used are fantastic. So is there, do you offer more than one product or do you have a core product you hone in on that? Or Yeah, well, this is a good lesson for me in the time that I've been doing what I do and is, is making sure that there is that product ladder. Yeah. Uh, and not just the, the premium one-to-one coaching, which not all business owners can budget towards. No. So yeah. part, my, my purpose uh, is to have a positive impact on my community and really impact as many different businesses as possible. And I can't do that if it's just focused on that, that sole premium product. So I have a range from £100 a month upwards. Uh, and that could be a... Or below that as well, I had, because I do a, a free seminar, like a yeah. complimentary yeah. seminar. Yeah, that and even just the content you put cool. online, yeah. you do all that for free. Yeah. They're resources for people to use. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's adding that value, as you, as you touched on there, to build that trust. Yeah, that's brilliant. And how is the online stuff going for you? I really enjoyed doing the, the online stuff. I like doing the, uh, adding the content and the videos. Sometimes it can be pressured to to think up something yeah with your time as well yeah that's it yeah um i use tools like buffer to to schedule that stuff out but what's great for you i imagine as well like you you talk to business owners all the time so once you kind of know where their um problems lie and their issues lie obviously without getting personal or naming names or anything like that you you have a question to answer there for other audience members online too so the content is within your sessions almost isn't it and we always say if you can capture content on the job um, then that is going to be the most efficient way to kind of keeping that steady flow always there, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as we touched on earlier, it's, it's very similar challenges throughout. And it's and that's the trick with, with social media and, and adding value. It's giving people what they want. And the same with sales. You know, we, good salesperson asks the right questions. And we, again, that's like coaching. Yeah. Asking questions so you find out what they need. You know, if I ask questions of somebody and I find out what they need, if they don't need me, then I'll be the first to tell them. Yeah, yeah. Most cases, there'll be something I can help them with. Yeah, that's so important as well, isn't it? Like, I think that's so powerful for a, a customer, a potential customer, to actually have that trust with it before even being a paying customer, knowing that actually there are some aspects of 
their, where their problems lie that you can't really help with or you know somebody else that might be a, a better suit to them. And, and I'll say that in a, if we're having a, a meeting, because I do complimentary um, meetings for a select number of business owners each month, mm. to like a business strategy session. And I'll say to them in that meeting that this might not be for you. And if it's not, that's okay. Yeah. It's not for everybody. It might be just that it's not the right time for them or for whatever reason, but I let them... At ease at the beginning, so mm. you know there's there's no pressure. Yeah, they on know that you're not there to sell, sell, yeah, sell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's important, and and that's why the cold calling is always difficult as well. Cold emailing, it's all the same because we get so much spam now, yeah, and we get so much, so many people just trying to sell their services to us that instantly people see that in their inbox or see their phone ring and talk to you straight away and think. No, I don't want another one of these. I don't want pressure for people's and, time, isn't it? Yeah, and they don't see the value which you're about to offer them. Mm. And that's that's a that's a big hurdle for for business owners to get past, isn't it? And also as a financial model too, like if you can have multiple products in place before you get to that one high ticket product, and you send your customer on a journey through those products, then financially you're better off as well, aren't you? Because you've you've got that yeah, product. it's really important to have a an entry level product because people. Are, it's again building that trust but once people have bought once they're much more likely to buy again yeah and like you said if you if you can start them off at any level even yeah. if it's uh giving them a book or selling them a book yeah. that yeah. will help them yeah on their journey then there's there's that, that bond between you that, absolutely that's yeah. ascending transaction line yes mm. atl where you just take them take them there and 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 making sure that your core product is actually making you thousands of pounds per year because if it's under that threshold it's not a core product it needs to drop back in the line yeah um but yeah it's really interesting the mm. ecosystem stuff um nick tell us about the next couple of years for you tell us about where you're going tell us about your goals let's talk about your goals my goals right? I feel like we're <laughs> swapping roles here like we're yeah yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're your business coach today well i'm i'm really enjoying doing a lot more uh, speaking um, more recently and, and standing up in front of people and group coaching as well that's another thing I've got my core which is one-to-one coaching but uh, having a, a group coaching uh, for, you know for, for smaller businesses who don't have the, the higher budget yeah but it's just as uh, impactful to them so that's a, a real uh, interesting part for, for me um, moving further down the line my personal goal was uh, to spend more time in, in Spain for Lovely. me and the family you do like going to Spain yeah. I've seen the pictures and yeah. we, we're learning the language I even went to uh, um, Suffolk College for some Spanish lessons this week go on and give yeah. us a bit give us a bit uh, me I'm <laughs> oh, you are learning <laughs> If you, if you are, put, it's me in, like, it's put like me in a bar, I could, yeah, I could say, um, Quiero una cerveza, por favor, eh, una vino blanco, por favor. I'm all right there, but wow. having a conversation might be a bit different. Felt like he was Spanish. Yeah, that was mad. <laughs> I, said, I said to, um, I think it was my wife the other day, I said, Nick's in Spain again. Like, <laughs> All the time, just in Spain, I was thinking, maybe he just comes to England on holiday. <laughs> well, the, the great thing about what I do is I can work with my clients by Skype. Great, so yeah. There's yeah. yeah. nothing you can't do on Skype that you can, apart from giving people a hug. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you can't reach that far. Yeah. Soon, oh, one good. day, one day we'll be able to do that. So more time in Spain, quality, yeah. quality. Yeah. Um, where can people find you, Nick? Well, the usual place. <laughs> apart <laughs> from at Hinnelsham Golf Club I as want, we speak. I want coordinates. Yeah. <laughs> Granada in southern Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Ipswich. I, I can work around East Anglia, but I choose to work predominantly around the Ipswich area and the, the uh, you know Suffolk. Uh, 
my website obviously is Action Coach, www.actioncoach.co.uk forward slash Nick Gray, and it's N I K G R A Y. Uh, I've got a, uh, a seminar coming up at the end of the month, 28th of January, um, in Ipswich, which is um, just a nominal fee just to get in. So that's a, a good fun, uh, for people to come and see me. Nice. That's fantastic. Uh, LinkedIn as well. And no, yeah, I, social I, I do media. social media, LinkedIn, Facebook uh, a bit, but mostly LinkedIn. Amazing. Um, and what's the time? I know we're good, man. Are we good? Yeah. No, I just wanted. I just wanted to ask as well as a final question. Something we ask a lot of guests is, um, what is the best thing about running a business? What is the one thing that you can really kind of hone down on and say, yes, this is the thing? Shall I do my thing? Spain, Granada. the best. Yeah, so Jack likes to always kind of butt in here. And <laughs> he just gets really the annoyed. Best, like I really go the dramatically. Best. So I'll ask the, the question best. and Jack would just be the best. I, I just want people to know that it's the best. Come on, think of the best. <laughs> I think it's really, this is an important thing. You know, you said earlier about your, your key things that you have to do every day. Yeah. I do, uh, this, there's a book called The Miracle Morning where there's six things yeah. you do. Every, and I've been doing that for about three years now. Um, and one of those things is gratitude. And yeah. you ask that question about what's the best thing about your, you know, what you do being a business owner. Unless you take time each day to think about what's good, it's it's hard to actually think about that that you know what it is that's good. Yeah, that I, I do do that, and I think it's that freedom for me. It's that freedom. You don't take unless you stop to think about it every now and then. You don't realise. Oh, actually, I was able to do this today because I wanted to. I was able to go and see these people today. I was able to go and help those people. I was, you know, I was able to spend my time as I wanted to, as yeah. opposed to being locked down in a role yeah. somewhere. That is the freedom for me. That's the biggest. That is thing. the thing, isn't it? And also, like as business owners as well, we we're so in it, like we've said before. But you can like, you forget what the alternative is. And you know, we've, when we all have entrepreneur mindsets and everything like that, when the alternative is going to work for somebody nine to five, um, doing something that maybe you're not as passionate about you come to really appreciate the position you're in at the moment where you can change lives and, and do it all, you know, on, yeah. your own back and, and on your own terms. And it's important to remember that actually if you haven't got an entrepreneur mindset and you, you don't want to be in business, it's fine to go work nine to five for yeah. someone. And that, yeah. that, that you know, being, being a business owner isn't for everyone. But for the, for the ones that it is for, having that freedom is, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're privileged. Yeah. And you do need to just remember, because the grass always seems greener, doesn't it? When you're, Does. when you're locked in that nine to five, then you think, oh, I just want to go and work for myself. And yeah. then when you're working for yourself, sometimes you can think, well, I wish I was doing that nine yeah, to five. Yeah, and yeah, you've exactly. just got to realise yeah. and think about and, and, and be grateful. There's sacrifices with everything. Yeah. Being majorly self-aware is key yeah. when it comes to that decision. Yeah, definitely. Well, brilliant. Um, what a pleasure it's been, Nick. Yeah, thank, thank you thank so you much, much. For, for making the trip yeah, and coming on. There is another episode of Suffolk Business Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. Go to YouTube. Check it out, Suffolk Business Podcast. Check us out on socials for another one. Goodbye.